Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. This week's episode is supported by Canyon. Canyon have loaned me their 150mm do-it-all trail bike, the Spectral, in the CF29 LTD spec. I've been riding it locally and on some of the trails that we used for the EWS in Scotland, and I have to say I really like it. I've found it a very intuitive bike to ride, and I feel like I've got up to speed on it really quickly with very little puzzling over the setup. It's pretty light and it climbs really well, feeling like it's converting all your input into driving it forward, so I guess I'd say it's an efficient climber. When you point the bike downhill, it really feels like it's in its element. The geometry is super confidence-inspiring and the suspension platform feels active but not wallowy, making the bike feel planted on the trail and light underneath you. It's super quiet too, which is just one indicator of how good the design of this bike is. Look closely and you'll notice all the small details that will make this a great bike to work on and to own over a longer period of time. I've really been enjoying my time with a bike and if you're looking for one bike to do everything then the Spectral should certainly be on your list. If you want to find out more then you can head over to canyon.com now and check it out. Downtime EP issue 1 is now available and it's been awesome to see the early bird copies starting to land with people this weekend. A massive thanks to everyone for the amazing feedback and kind words. Downtime EP is a biannual journal in collaboration with the awesome team at Misspent Summers. It takes inspiration from the guests and topics of the podcast, expands on them and takes them into a stunning print-only format. EP is the perfect companion for some quiet time away from the distractions of modern life. Don't worry, you haven't yet missed out on issue one. If you subscribe before the 17th of October, then you'll get issue one in the next couple of weeks and the next issue as soon as it drops in the first half of next year. All you need to do is to head to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP and you'll be able to save yourself £5 off the cover price with an annual subscription for just £20 plus postage. If you just want to grab issue one and take a look, then there's limited stock available for £12.50. Head over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP now and check it out. All the links you need are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. If you want to support the show, then you can get your hands on my full range of merch over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. It's top quality, organic, made in a factory using renewable energy and delivered with no single-use plastics. Head over there now and check them out. All the proceeds help support and improve the show. Please make sure you're following the podcast on whatever platform you listen. There's going to be a button there that says follow or subscribe, so hit that now. It's free and it means you'll never miss an episode. If you can't find the button, then you can head to downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe where there's links to all the major platforms there to help you. Right, catching up with Eddie Masters seems to be becoming an annual thing and I'm not going to complain. We sat down at the Tweed Valley EWS last week to catch up on his season. Hear about the injuries he sustained this year, including his self-surgery with support from Matt Walker, and his approach to getting back up to speed after his biggest ever crash. We chat about the current format of EWS, get Eddie's thoughts on the World Cup final in Snowshoe, and plenty more. So, without further ado, here's Eddie Masters. Eddie Masters, welcome back to the Downtime Podcast. How's it going? Uh, it's good. No, it's um, a grey, wet and slightly <laughs> chilly day here in Scotland, so um, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, it's bang on, uh, yeah. bang on brand. <laughs> Mountain biking racing in Scotland in October. <laughs> but um, no, nah, things are good. Always good to be back. Good stuff. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. Let's um, Yeah, let's go back. So we caught up when you were in quarantine, I think, at the back end of last year. Um, so fast forward a little bit to like early season in New Zealand and you guys... You, I guess it's sort of unusual to some extent, but you've got your summer season then, I suppose. You've got some yeah. racing going on. 
Um, you went to, I think it was National Champs and had a fair, <laughs> yeah. a fair off. Tell us a bit about that. Um, yeah, no, we, well, we're, we're super lucky that we get to kind of chase summer. Um, and, you know, so when I go home in, in a week's time, um, you know, New Zealand's just coming out of winter, get a bit of, bit of grey and then once it hits December, we're pretty much on the ground running back into summer. So, nice. yeah. But yeah, um, national champs. I just had a kind of like a, I had a huge crash, and it was just um, really unlucky the that I landed on a rock. Um, you know, it was. I don't know if anyone. It was, if I could liken it to kind of like what Jess Blewett did in the live feed. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We're over the bars and just onto an <laughs> yeah, an immovable object. Um, and uh, did a fair bit of damage, broke my pelvis in um, three places, uh, broke my ankle, broke five ribs. Jeez. Um, yeah, damaged my kidney. Um, so I had like internal bleeding and stuff. Uh, so I was in a bit of a bad way, but um, my recovery was like remarkably quick. Uh, all the f- all the fractures in my pelvis were stable. Okay. Um, I didn't even actually know I had a broken ankle until two weeks into it because, um, <laughs> you know, you like your brain prioritizes pain. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't until I started cruising around um, on crutches or just like putting a bit of weight. You know, I was on like partial weight bearing where you walk like assisted with crutches. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I started putting a bit of weight on, I was like, shit, my ankle's like quite sore. So when I had a two-week checkup, I was like, hey, can you x-ray my ankle? And they were like, why? You've... And I was like, I think maybe I might have broken my ankle as well. Oh, and they were like, man. oh, well, you wouldn't have. And then they were like, sure, thing, I'd like full clean break straight through my ankle. Oh, man. <laughs> but I it already started um, calcifying up, so uh-huh. they just put me in a moon boot. Yeah, just to um, add, to, add to your woes at that point. Yeah. So like – yeah, that was quite a concern because I didn't really know how um, – it was probably the biggest crash I'd ever had just in terms of impact, uh-huh. you know, going – careering, flying through the air and then completely stopping. Um, yeah, and I was, like, passing out from pain and just kept uh, – because I had internal bleeding, every time I'd sit up, I'd just faint. and So it was quite serious. Um, so it definitely knocked my confidence quite a lot um, mentally. Yeah. Um, to the point where when I started riding again, I was, because I was like, oh, my first race is Leo Gang. Obviously, you know, it's your job. You've got to get back, get get back in the frame of things. Yeah. I was like, first of all, I've got to learn, like, you know, re- rehab enough to be able to ride. Yeah. But then I was like, um, you know, I was just only riding my trail bike because I didn't want to ride my downhill bike because then you have, like, you're just mentally mentally I just was, wasn't in the frame of mind because I was kind of like scared of riding my downhill bike because yeah. I just kept thinking of like because I'd never been in I'd never had a crash where I'd been in like such pain for like an extended period of time uh-huh. you know like you know like a whole week of just gnarly pain where you're just passing out and you can't really like you can't really tell anyone about it because it's just you you just deal with it yeah but we got through that but um but so yeah, getting back on the bike was quite a struggle because I was like, Fuck, I don't even want to ride downhill because I'm like just keep thinking about crashing and oh, I could have a huge crash there. Yeah, 
yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. You're just writing like, oh, imagine if you tuck the front there. And you're just constantly thinking like that and I was hating it. Yeah, how do you how do you get through that? That's a pretty tough thing to deal with, right? Um, So I just, my build-up for the World Cup was just, I just rode flow tracks. Okay. Yeah. I was training a little bit because like, obviously I had to like recover. I didn't have a, you know, ideal, I lost a lot of, you know, um, fitness especially, but you lo- lose a lot of, um, you know, because I was probably, that was at the end of uh, February. Mm-hmm. So I had March, April, three months. Yeah. And I lost eight weeks before I could start. So, you know, I had a month. So you, I went quite a lot backwards in yeah. terms of my, like, physical prep. Uh-huh. But um, so I just rode flow tracks, uh, jump tracks. <laughs> no rocks, nothing. Just no, getting used to speed. No DH, just like I just only rode tracks that made me feel good on the bike. Yeah. Um, and then slowly those thoughts just slightly, you know, just started dissipating. Um, and, it, yeah, and it was like I guess that was the best thing I could have done because um, at least I felt like confident riding my bike yeah yeah maybe not on the terrain that like you're used to racing at a world cup Uh but um you know this i felt fast again Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then um we went to the not a race in Uh, schladming yeah yeah yeah. and rode in schladming and schladming's like schladming's probably the best i'd say like schladming and Maybe Morjan in France and maybe Coronet Peak uh-huh. in Queenstown are probably the three best places to make you feel good on a bike because you can just rail and you just feel like you're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they had the um, Not A Race there, and which was sick because it was perfect for me because you could just bang out a few laps. Yeah, There were a lot of good riders there. You know, you could see... You know, a little bit back, but you're not back far. Perfect. Like, yeah, it was not, you know, I wasn't um, concerned at all with where I was and I felt good. And we were just like, we we stayed after the race and we were just rallying mud laps and it was just so much fun, you know. And then you, um, you know, a big milestone as well is to get, after, after a big crash, it's like the last hurdle of a recovery is having another big crash. Yeah. Um, but, and it's like, as a rider, you celebrate it. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> You're so stoked to get that last, you know, it's like the last bit of the checklist, yeah. which is have a hugie <laughs> and walk away from it yeah. and realize yeah. it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're frothing. You're just like, yes. <laughs> and did yeah. you have that then before? Yeah, yeah. So I, I had like a pretty decent crash and, um, Schlabbing, which was mint. I was yeah. stoked. <laughs> yeah, it was like last last practice run. I mean, not last. It was like last run of the whole time we were in Schlabbing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we were just in a big train, and it was raining. And I was like, yeah, just wash the front, put a big hole in my elbow. But um, yeah, I was stoked. So then I went into Leo Gang, fully reset <laughs> mentally and yeah. stuff. And um, yeah, and then Leo Gang went really well for me. So it was like. Uh, and I kind of needed that to go well, just to get the monkey off my back, back in the game, because yeah, because prior to that, you like, 
Yeah, because I love riding racing downhill, and I've still got, you know, I still have really good speed on the downhill bike. But then you have a crash like that, and I was like, you know, I can so easily just like go and ride enduro, or you know, yeah, yeah, you know, I've got, got options. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and those thoughts were going through my head, where as soon as you get over that hurdle, they're gone. Yeah, all you're focused on is what the job at hand. And that weekend it's down, or the next weekend it might be enduro. But yeah, for a bit there, you've got that doubt. Um, and you, yeah, yeah, your mind's like funny. You go through such a roller coaster. Um, and I like, no, no, I just, I think about it a lot, but I know, I like, I've, I've been through enough like injuries and stuff to know that it's not real. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is just, uh, it's just that voice in your head, but it's not, it's not like logical thoughts. Yeah. It's like fear. It's, you know, it's a combination of a lot of things. But when those things are gone, if those thoughts are still there, then they, maybe they are. Mm-hmm. But they weren't. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Right. And it was eleventh place, right? Which yeah, yeah. First round, not a huge amount of training. Yeah, Coming yeah. off the back of a, like you say, a massive impact, big injury. You must have felt stoked with that. That's oh, a I big was, result. I was so stoked. You know, I think I was like one and a half seconds off the podium. Um, and, you know, uh, put down a mint run I was stoked with. You know, even just being on the live feed, it's like, you know, that's a cool, that's a good, that was cool because it's like, you know, you get that little bit of extra pressure yeah. stuff. Um, and even just at the top of the hill, I was like super nervous going up. Um, you know, I never like to know the times anymore uh-huh. of what the like fastest time in the hot seat is. Right. Um, you know, I've just <laughs> learned that that's bad for me to know <laughs> because sometimes, so like Leo Gang's a perfect example is like um, the quality time was maybe, you know, 340s and uh, the race winning time was 328. So you're like, what? If you if you if you're going up the lift, and the conditions, because it's hard it's hard as a racer to know how much a dry how much a hard dry track will be faster than like a yeah, slightly okay. soft dry track. Yeah, how much it's going to give you, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and like to to tell someone that they're going to go twelve seconds faster in kind of the same conditions. Yeah, yeah, is. Like, I wouldn't believe it, but then when you race it, the run feels the same, but you go 12 seconds faster. Yeah. But if you know that going up the lift, that you're required to go 12 seconds faster, then that is straight on your brain. Yeah. Or like, you know, it's going to play on your mind because you're like, how? You know, it's like at a World Cup route, like at World Cup level to try and find, you know, three and a half seconds a minute. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you say it like that, it sounds almost impossible, yeah. right? So... Um, nowadays I don't like to know the times. Yeah. I just put my headphones on and look out the other side of the gondola because we always take the gondi above the finish line so you okay. can see the time if you looked. Yeah. Or so you can hear the commentator and yeah. stuff. So you but, have to um, actively block all that out. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was just at the top of the hill and I was just like, you know, pretty rough last three months. Look where I am. Um, tunes on. Sick view. Got the... 
in front of me are the next are the ten fastest riders in the world, and yeah. like, I'm just lucky to be here. You know, nice. Like, regardless of, I'm only like that's, and that, like you're only racing yourself in downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, as long as I put down a run, I'm proud of. Just the fact that I was there, I was like, shit, like, what an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen all the time for me. I'm not, like, consistently uh-huh. top 10 guy or around that thing. Yeah. Um, been there a lot, but, you know, when it happens, it's like, shit, it's, you know, it's a cool, cool experience that not many people get to be a part of. And uh, I was just like, you know, fuck it, you know, just... Do your run. Yeah. That's all you can do. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I was like, because <laughs> the track was running so much faster, you know, on the motorways, I was just overshooting jumps <laughs> and almost just laughing to myself. Because um, I know, yeah, there's little things like, yeah, in the moment you almost forget things. Like there's the wall ride on to after the motorway. Yeah. But the next woods, you need to be in an easier gear. Um and like little things where I'd forgotten to do my change on the motorway, so just had to do a little ET onto the wall ride, and I'm just cracking up because I know like Bernard or whatever will watch the race back, and he because he always laughs. He's like, "How?" Sometimes he's like, "How are you good?" <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was real good. Yeah, I was stoked. Yeah. Um, I just set the tone, just like was having fun. Yeah. yeah. I was stoked to be back racing, doing all the stuff that we meant to do yeah. and enjoying it. Because sometimes when things go, when, yeah, that, that, if I'd had a bad weekend then, it could have been a catalyst to go into a, you know. Yeah. One race can change everything. It's, that's the crazy thing about racing bikes yeah especially first race of the season you can you can see that set the tone for some riders like you mm. expect a big season from them first race doesn't go well they seem to spend the rest of the season sort of chasing that a little mm. bit because it, it affects them but yeah i thought i thought troy was on for because he qualified fastest by like six seconds or something yeah and i was like oh this is this, he's <laughs> on he's on yeah yeah could have um, been his year yeah and it was a crazy year yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll chat a bit about that for sure. So, yeah, you roll from there onto Crankworx, I think. Another good place to kind of yeah. build confidence and enjoy yeah. being on a bike again, right? Everyone yeah. seems to love that event. Yeah, I love going to Crankworx. Made it into the final in Jewel. Nice. Oh, love, yeah. ra- love racing Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get, was it disqualified in the end? You had a little, like, yeah, a gate so, miss or something. Yeah, just, like, pretty much the tail of two inches, like, always is. Yeah. Especially when, like, um, me and Slavic were in the final... And uh, I think I won the first round by three one thousandths, so dead heat. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, and then in the second one, I oh no, he won the first one, but one side was like slightly faster or slower. Uh-huh. Um, he won the first one by three one thousandths, so I was like, boom, I'm on the far side now. But you can't like mess around at all. Yeah, yeah. We were pretty much doing dead heat, so. Um, yeah, and then just on the last gate, um, just pretty much pedal drifting in my front, just it tucked inside the like inside part of the gate. Yeah, it could have you know it's, they're like bendy, so it's like fifty fifty. It could your front wheel can hit it, and it could have popped. Yeah, on the right side, but I knew it was going to be close. Like we went 
crossed the line. He thought, like, time-wise I'd won, but I was like, that's going to be close. And then, yeah, it just tucked in. But it was sick. Like, Jules so good. You just literally, you'd like, hold your breath, race for 14 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah, I remember watching that. It must be cool to line up against those sort of guys because they're almost like specialists, I guess. At yeah, that sort and of I've riding. got the worst gait. <laughs> like, I cannot do a gait start, but I'm like, I pride myself on being pretty good on grass turns. <laughs> yeah. Making it up. Yeah. Happy days. Mm. So yeah, that went that went good. And then I think after that was the first EWS, which was Val de Fassa. Mm. Is that right? And it was, a, it was a double header, which was an unusual... Change, yeah. I guess, for this year. How did you find that format? Um, yeah, the double hitters have been sweet, but I haven't like uh, I think I speak on behalf of a lot of riders. Not people aren't really stoked with the format of of the EWS this year. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it just seems that while the races haven't been big, mm-hmm. not until like finale and maybe here yeah. but um everyone just wants to race more the like the thing that made the EWS so sick in the past has been like the amount of riding you do on your bike yeah um you know lots of different variety of trails um but we just kind of haven't really been hitting the nail on the head with that this year mm-hmm. with the double heading format where you just do the same race twice the pro stage is kind of trying to like make down yeah it's just not that's not enduro it's mm-hmm. like it's like if they you know i liken it to putting a supercross hot lap in gncc motocross yeah, yeah. you know like enduro motocross but yeah. they have this supercross hot lap yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah like it's not, not fit. it's not downhill yeah just leave <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i guess it's a television thing right they're trying to create a television product that fans yeah, can but get it's, stuck it's, into but and I like yeah, but it's it's not it's not working. I don't know if you've watched the. I've watched yeah. a bit of one of them, and it didn't. I, it was the first one, I think, and it didn't mm. really work for me as a, some as something I would sit and watch. Like I'm more I'm more in like more likely to sit with the live timing on throughout the day, mm. keeping an eye on that and see yeah. what's going on, than I am to sit and watch like one stage <laughs> of mm. the event because it doesn't really. It might have some exciting riding to watch, but it doesn't. There's no, no, there's it's no conclusion not, to it's it. Not, it's just not the, th- the. It just doesn't seem to work. Uh-huh. You know, there's something about it. Um, yeah. So, but Val, like um, Val de Fass is an amazing place, and the the frustrating thing for us is like there are trails there because we've raced there in the past. Yeah. Like you're like okay, we've got four stages. One is a pro stage, which uses bits of one of the four stages that they race on Sunday yeah, or Wednesday and Sunday. Um, but you're like, oh, there are two other stages because we've raced them two years ago. So, like, why can't we race six stages? Even if it was only six stages in race two yeah. or race one, which is pro only. Um, because, yeah. They're there. They're there. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yes, we're getting ra- close race times. But with the level now, you know, Jack and Richie and whoever's in third. <laughs> Jesse, I think. No, just like whoever in oh, the race. On the, on the day, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, it's Jack, Richie and... A and other. Yeah. yeah. Um, the race is going to be tight. If you add another 20 minutes of racing, the margin will probably still be the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I think a lot of writers would share the, um, I don't know, that we want more stages. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a few people talk about the the level of variety in the events throughout the year. So, like, some have been quite short, punchy, kind of almost downhill stages. Some have been likened to kind of cross-country events, like with the amount of pedaling and, and climbing yeah, they're, involved. They're, they're and like, oh, <laughs> it's like they're putting in some, like, it's, yeah, it's just not feel-good bike racing, yeah. some of the stuff. Like two-minute climbs. And, there is, yeah, and you can have that, but, like, sometimes it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Mm. And, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not like complaining because generally on like a physical stage I do pretty well. Um, so that's not the problem. Uh-huh. But yeah, if you could like give me give me ten minutes more descending and get rid of the two minutes of climbing. Yeah. You know, that's racing for me. Uh-huh. Because Enduro is a gravity sport. Um the endurance for me is uh, being able to complete the day, yeah, okay, and stay fresh enough to compete, yeah, on the downs, yeah, um, and whether it's some shuttle or completely self-assisted, but um, you'll like the margin, like you'll lose someone will lose more time on a two-minute climb, yeah. Than they will on ten minutes of down, mm-hmm. but the skill was in the ten minutes of down. Yeah, um, 100%. So, yeah. So that's that's my belief. Yeah, um, and other people might not share the same, but uh, yeah, I just want more racing. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Something that I've found incredible. And no one's going to complain if you get to like, and it doesn't have to be you pedal up. Like if you were like, I'd love to see one race. Finale, you know, two thousand meters self-assisted climbing. Yeah. The next race, um, ten thousand meters, no climbing, all, all lifts. Left. Yeah. And I guarantee it that the riders will be just as fatigued at the end of the, the you know the yeah, descending yeah. one yeah. as the bottom. And then you've got like, you know, two polarizing events, but you both both of them are, um, you know. It's both of them are gravity yeah, racing. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. It's I find it interesting that the the variety of the events this year has driven a really mixed field. Like the women's field especially has been very different every week. I mean, there's broadly speaking, it's the same people, but it's quite mixed up. And I guess that's the nature of the events being quite different this year. Mm. Similarly in the men's field, like it's been quite topsy-turvy apart from Jack and Richie pretty much. Yeah. Like, that makes that even more impressive. The fact that those guys can deliver on whatever is thrown at them, right? Yeah. Whether it's a two minute climb, whether it's a short downhill, whether it's a punchy pedally stage, like the, the fact that those two have basically been in each other's skin, like putting in almost identical times all season is incredible, right? Oh, it's yeah. They've been putting on a clinic really. Um, yeah. Like I definitely noticed, you know, like a, said with my prep um yeah just i just didn't have the level of fitness required to compete this season uh-huh. or like not compete but just to um 
because as soon as you like fatigue on the bike whilst racing, yeah, you know, it's the you know, the blurry eyes or your form, you know, or you're riding with slightly, you know, your crank starts slopping down. Uh, you start like slipping into all the habits that any, you know, first day bike tutor will tell you not to do. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, grabbing too much front brake coming into corners, <laughs> but it just, you, you like, you lose your decision making abilities, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and I was just like, like, it makes it so much harder because normally I pride myself on, you know, being pretty fit and that's, you know, and that, that carries you through. Yeah, yeah. Um, it means you can be sharp when you're hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, you just know you're just hemorrhaging time, riding, like, yeah. And so, you know, Val de Fassa, I was, I was still doing, I was just, cra- like, crash, you know, crashing every stage. Not big crashes but mm-hmm. washing the front you know rookie mistakes um and when you add it up you're like okay first race i came 16th second race i came 10th but both races four crashes each race yeah and then you add that up and you're like you know on the best you'd be losing five seconds on the worst you're losing 10 seconds you know yeah but you add it up and you're like okay 30 40 seconds gone um, so then you're like, oh, I would have been here, but it's like you weren't there. You were, so no, there's no like woulda, shoulda, but it's like, but you could have not crashed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and those crashes, I was like, we were on a new bike and stuff, and we hadn't really, um, been able to ride it very much. So you're chasing a, a setup that you don't really have yet. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, that came down to just, uh, you know, it's the, you know, bike boom, supply chain problems. Yeah. So it's no one's fault. Normally we would have had our, a fresh bike, like, cause we're on a brand new bike, never ridden it. Yeah. Um, and we wouldn't have been racing downhill the two weeks before. So we would have had a bit of time. Um, you know, I was literally doing runs between downhill practice runs at, at Innsbruck that is. to change set up on my enduro bike, go do a lap. Yeah. How did that feel? Because we just want to try to get a, some kind of a base yeah, going yeah. to Canizé. Um So that wasn't like, you know, you don't have the ideal prep, but by no means was, you know, I wanted to say that's why I was crashing, but it was like, it was no, it was just me, <laughs> you know, I was washing the front on gravel roads, you know, right. you're like making silly mistakes. Just because um, you're tired, ultimately. Just tired. You, yeah. yeah and, and when you're washing the front like I was, it was like, it's because you're, you know, you're sitting too far back yeah. or stuff like that. You know, you're just slumped into yeah, yeah. <laughs> passenger mode, not not racer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I was like, you know, it's, re- it's really frustrating because you're, you know, I don't, I'm not, like, expectation, that's where expectations are prick because you're like, I'm not used to coming 16th. Right. Even though 16th is a great result. Yeah. And I do, you know, 10 minutes after the race, Bernie, Bernie's really good like that because he understands. Because you know he never he never wears the hat of manager. He's just he's like rider. Yeah, and he's like, dude, sixteenth is a good result. Like what you? I'm like, yeah, I'm pissed off because like shoulda, woulda, coulda. And he's like, yeah, but like you didn't, so who cares? Yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next That's week, tenth, cool. and you're moving up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is frustrating, like that. 
Yeah. Mm. Is it hard when you're kind of behind the game on the fitness side coming in with the issues that you had? Is it hard during the season to close that gap because you've got so much going on? Yeah, like me and Matt were talking about it and like for us it's really hard to get it. You never really get it um, because what I was lacking is like a base. Uh-huh. I normally like I'd – normally my prep I'd like try to ride, you know, like six weeks on the road and then – yeah ride my mountain bike and you know like you build it up and you kind of let that base carries you through yeah it's like a building block like i don't like yeah um and that's just off feel um like you know some don't know like some keyboard warrior fitness guy might tell me that that actually doesn't work out but i was like that's what it, for, for feel if i have a big base like a slow yeah. long build up with, yeah. of like aerobic fitness and then you sharpen the pencil yeah 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 when you do these blocks of like downhill, 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 you you can't train enduro, so that pencil pencil gets like blunt. Yeah. But when you've got that little bit of time off, you can sharpen it. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't have the base, then <laughs> you've just got the yeah yeah you don't have a pencil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> if that like is an analogy to work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's hard to. Yeah, it's definitely hard to get it during the season yeah and it's book and that that's where doing juggling the dh and the enduro is hard because when we go to a world cup i ride my bike max 11 runs in a week yeah the yeah you know like you're just not getting the volume right you don't get any volume yeah. which may you know like maybe um you maybe you don't need the volume but mentally you feel like yeah, okay. You're not doing the work when someone else is, and then you go and you're like, oh, I'm already on the back foot. Yeah. Um. So that, that that makes it hard. Do you think it's harder this year with the format of the EWS to do both and and kind of be appropriately fit for downhill and EWS the way it's sort of been this year? Um. Yeah, it is. Like, not much has changed. The EWS has actually gotten easier. Okay. Um. There's so much downtime. You know, like... You might, you know, race one and two might have a thousand meters climbing in both. Yeah. So, but practice day they let you shuttle. So, or like, you know, you might be using lifts and yeah. stuff. Um. So that's easy. Yeah. And then you do the race, and then you get a day off, and then you essentially get another day off because all you do is pro stage, which is a three minute stage, yeah. or whatever, and one practice run. So you've had two days off, yeah. and then you do another race. Whereas, like, in the past, it might have been 1,500 metres one day, 1,500 metres day two, but then you do practice, practice. So you do Thursday Thursday practice, Friday yeah. practice, Saturday race, Sunday race, four days riding. Yeah. You know, um, that's a lot harder than okay. the current format of double races. Yeah. So I did, like, a survey between the riders mm-hmm. to get the gist because all these changes came out of the blue. And you ask someone, and you're like, "Oh no, the writers said they want it." And I was like, "What writers?" <laughs> so like, you know, I was like, "This, this constantly happens in mountain biking with all these like, yeah." So I sent it. I was just like, "Okay, sweet, I'll do a survey." I went on Survey Monkey. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Did ten questions. Yeah. Um, you know, like one of the questions was like, "Have you? Did you know this is happening?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I just like sent it on uh, Instagram group. To I just went through the list mm-hmm. to the top twenty women and the top thirty men, yeah, or oh, top forty men, 
in the rankings from the year before uh-huh. and got probably like 80% thing. Yeah. And no one knew about it, <laughs> uh, you know. And then one of the questions was like, would you prefer two-day race or two race days? Yeah. Um, you know, and then you get you get a, you get a feel for like what the vibe is. And it shows like how easy it is to do stuff like that. But yeah. no one does it. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, come on, like let we're the ones racing the bikes. Yeah. Um, I like appreciate that you guys are giving us a platform to do it, but like let's work together to make it as good as it can be. Yeah, yeah. Um interesting. Yeah. I wonder we're if not I- trying to add like heaps of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. But you know, Numbers don't lie. If you send out a thing and eighty, and let's say sixty, and you're just like, okay, democracy. If it's fifty-one to forty-nine, fifty-one takes it, and then yeah. you got to vote. If you didn't vote, well, that's your fault. But this is how we're going to decide. Yeah, yeah. It all sounds a bit like Brexit, mate. To be honest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like even just like, yeah, you like you can so easily do it. Like there's certain parts, so. Um, in Canazay race two, oh, race one had this like horrific climb. Yeah. Everyone's off it. So everyone's in Roy Cunningham's ear. Should you take it out? Should you blah, 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 blah. Um, just, just do the vote, you know? Yeah. Do you, it's, it, the, the question was, do you want the climb neutralised? Yeah. Or, and there would have been a, there, w- there was a way where they could completely take it out. So you could have had three options. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it took me five minutes. It takes me five. It takes you five minutes to do. I'm sure the EWS can af- afford a Survey Monkey um, <laughs> subscription yeah, to. Then get an account. Yeah, and just uh, bang. And if you didn't vote and you're angry, yeah. well, you sh- you're angry at yourself because you didn't vote. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see more of that being used in both downhill and enduro to yeah. consult the riders. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not. Like riders reps are races. They don't have the time to go and talk to everyone. But yeah. someone and you know, it's super easy to do something like that. And then you get the way better you know, everyone's way more stoked. Yeah, yeah. Because some some things you're just like, What? <laughs> it's been an interesting year, isn't it? Do you think the whole like COVID thing's had an impact on the format? Like for them to be able to put on enough races and make a series out of it? Or yeah, it, well, it definitely has, but I think um, the the problem is that the EWS have at the moment, which is like a genuine issue, is trying to juggle the EWS 180 and the Pro. Okay. Because, um, so the selling point on the 100 is that you get to race the same race as the Pros. Yeah. But that's what's causing some of the problems is because you've got 400 guys you know and to fit that race in yeah so nowadays when you go to an event you know they do shake down on tuesday but the pro we do shake down on tuesday and then nothing till friday yeah you know it's like what's why are we there on tuesday if there's nothing on till friday yeah a lot of downtime can't some of the places yeah, you can't ride because all the tr- tracks in the area are used in stages yeah so you're just hanging out but yeah so i if it was you know, there's no perfect answer, but I would say they need to entertain getting, not calling it the EWS 100 and just starting to, to go back to like EWS qualifier series or something yeah, where, yeah. you know, by getting a certain amount of points, then you get to race the EWS. 
yeah. rather than selling it as you get to do the whole thing that the pros do. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, sick. If the EWS 100 does the four stages plus a pro stage and then the EWS does six stages plus a pro stage and to qualify, you know, you have to go through the feeder series to get to do yeah. those extra two stages. Yeah, makes um, sense. That's... I think that would be a system that all the riders would be way more stoked about. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, always stoked to race. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's not whinge, 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 whinge. It's just like, yeah, wanna I'm just I just like I just want it to be as good as it can be because yeah. that's what brought everyone to it. Yeah, well it's still a super young sport, right? It's yeah, not exactly. been going long. Mm. Compared to downhill even and downhill's still pretty young. Yeah. So it's got a lot of uh I guess teething problems to work through and work out what mm. it is and how it grows and, and just like they they are completely different sports. Yeah. Um and you know, enduro isn't ever gonna be as cool <laughs> as downhill because it's not you know, we don't when you're when you're 10 minutes into a stage and you come into a section that might be in a World Cup, you're not going to light it up like, <laughs> like like Bruni is. You know, if the last stage on an EWS was going down snowshoe, yeah. the runs are not going to look the same. So, like, yeah, we need to get away from, you know, it's selling it as something that's, yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky mm. one, isn't it? It's super hard to give fans access to it in a way that works for everyone. Mm. Because it's so spread out. But then like all the, the bikes we race are the bikes that companies sell. Yeah. And I think they'll always see a value in that. So the sport is in safe hands in terms of like getting support from the industry. Yeah. Yes. Like our team, we've got a lorry for the downhill team. And because you need, you, you need that brand image. Yeah. Um, you know, Pivot want a, you know, they want that at a World Cup because the World Cup has lots of fans and you get, you know, and people coming in and doing autographs and stuff. But at the Enduro, we've got none of that, so we don't need it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no, we don't, like, Bernard's not going to go and invest in a truck to come to the Enduros. Yeah. To be honest, I would be like, dude, let's not do that because it means we can't just pack up and leave after the race <laughs> when we're tired. Like, yeah. you know, the pack up and pack down for a World Cup's a lot. There's a lot more in that yeah. goes into it than a EWS. Yeah, it's not an easy um, up in a trailer, is it? Nah, and an easy up in a trailer is all we need. Yeah, you know, before we, you know, when it was just me and Matt, it would just be me, Matt, and Kurt. Um, and like all the most, you know, eighty percent of the time, Kurt would just work on our bikes at the hotel. It's easy, nicer for him. He just puts yeah. his music on. Um, it's warm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, and we have no, like no pit presence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah it's it, yeah there's the yeah the two completely different beasts definitely yeah it'd be mm. interesting to see this weekend actually how it what the turnout's like because mm. oh, I think it'll be big here yeah. this is like home the home race for EWS yeah um and the UK the you know. I think the UK fans like coming out for a bike race. They're used to getting wet. Yeah, it's closer than Fort William. There's yeah. less midges. Yeah. All the big names are here. Like, mm. it's yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. And I it's think. a cool race. This one's a cool race to follow. I'm excited. Like, um, yeah, you know, there's a title on the line going down to the last, to the wire. Yeah. Um, you know, it's cool that there's the Queen stage and the Pro stage that have points. Yeah. You've got Reese Wilson racing at home. 
um, you know, the Jack Ritchie, David Goliath thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it'll, it'll be cool. I want to like try and uh, yeah get try and get like a heckle crew, <laughs> you know, e bike heckle squad that can follow the race around, and nice. uh, yeah, it should be pretty fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good a good race for sure. Let's talk a bit more about your season. So Maribor, we'll skip Leger. Yeah, it like it was a mint track though. Mm. Pick up on that quickly. Best track of the year. Uh yeah, it was sick. It was just a fresh track, new track. Um, yeah, sketchy jumps, great track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good for Wales next year. Yeah, I was pretty gutted about Maribor because um, I was like, I was just on the cusp of uh, the weather. I was like one behind Tebow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, in the gate. Yeah. Um, so I was in the good. I was in just a good enough spot to like pounce. Yeah. And uh, this yeah. is Leisure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then so I was like, I'm gonna. It's like it's raining. I was like roll offs. It was raining pretty hard, but I knew. But as soon as I got in the trees, like yeah. I could, you could ride. It was going to be sketchy, but you could ride. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I'll go for it. And then I was on a pretty good run. I think I was thinking I was like seventh split one, sixth split two, and then yeah, just washed on a sniper route. Oh, but I was like, damn, like I li- you know, those are the kind of runs where like from there. If you just stayed on, you'd probably be on the podium. Yeah, that's mad. Eh? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, another one of those ones that got away. <laughs> Escaped. Yeah. Damn those sniper yeah. routes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but knowing you're fast, right, that's good. Knowing you're yeah. on pace. and Yeah. Like, yeah, you qualified super close to Tebow, didn't you, I think? Mm. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, race winner and just see you later. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hard track to get. Um, that's so like we don't do like line spotting and stuff. We don't have a line spotter. Yeah. Um, we kick it pretty old school in terms of the like team stuff. Uh-huh. Um, no dad cam. No, no, none of that. Just you know, just talk amongst the riders, me and Bernie, and yeah. you know what line you're doing here. What blah blah blah. Um, you know, I watch a lot of I watch all Catherine. You know, I watch a lot of stuff after the race. Yeah. Um. You know, after each practice session, I watch all the vital roars. Yeah, you actually get a lot from just watching what people are up to. Uh-huh. You can see things, but that track was hard because fresh track, lots of line choice, and then each line would dictate your options for the next section. Yeah. So if you changed one, you know, let's say you changed, you know, a third of the way down the track, you went outside. It meant when when you were previously inside, you you had outside and middle, but now because you've gone outside now, you've got like inside or further inside. Okay, yeah, yeah. You don't. So then you're changing two lines, but because you've got inside on that next bit, you're actually <laughs> changing three lines. So to change one further down the track, you've actually you're actually riding. You're actually having to ride two more completely new lines you've never ridden. So you had to be really like, mm-hmm. okay, if I make a change here, I've got to run with it because you can't keep. Doing that, yeah, because yeah. then you've then you come to the then you come to like qualies and you're like, okay, I've changed to this, but I've never actually ridden it fast. <laughs> yeah, where am I going? <laughs> I've done it once, and yeah. then okay, now I'm going to do it fast. And like that's that's like that's when things start getting risky. Yeah, mm. fair play. Yeah, it looked like a good challenge for people. Nice to have a, a brand new track on the circuit mm. as well. It's always good, isn't it? And then yeah, Maribor, super fast, super hard pack this year. 
And, yeah, uh, that was where things didn't quite go to plan. <laughs> yeah. Things got slightly derailed. Um, yeah, well, Maribor's. I like. I always do. I've always done pretty well in Maribor. Um, like the track, it's fast. Yeah, um, it's sketchy because it's somewhat easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. The rock garden and stuff it looks crazy, but the lines in the rock garden are relatively safe. Okay, um, you kind of slot into V's, and yeah. As long as you enter grounded, yeah. then you kind of you're on your way. Okay. Um, but yeah, the it was dry, it was hard pack, um, and yeah, it was so it's a little bit sketchy with the dust when it's on the hard pack and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but I was I I was like riding good, um, made like a mirror of my quality run. You know, it went slower than my time training. So anytime you do that, you're like, oh, sweets. But I was like, you know, quality like 35th or something. Okay. And I'm like, man, yeah. you know, easy, you know. It's I, on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was aiming, you know, goals for the weekend were to be in the top 20. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that was going to be my last World Cup of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to, yeah, that was my goal. And I was like, oh, sweet, I'm in the mix. Perfect. Blah blah blah, and then um, finals day. Did a did my first run on finals day sucks. Every every race will agree because you've only got you've only got like two runs um, before finals. Yeah. Um, so, but it's you never warm up like adrenaline wise. Uh-huh. You just you, you you can warm up and stuff. You ride around and bounce around on your bike and. Yeah. Maribor is quite cool because you get to ride down to the track, so you do a bit of a jump track. But um, yeah, first run on finals day is just the worst because you have to go fast, cold. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like yeah, mentally in. cold. Yeah, and the speed because your last run you did on the track would have been your quality run, and that's like a fast lap. Yeah. So you're just like, let's go, boom, and it's just like you're almost in a vortex. It's <laughs> You know, just things hard to focus. Yeah. So a lot of the times, no, not many. Well, not many. You always get to bits, and there'll just be twenty guys parked up, and they're just breathing and letting it process before dropping in again, um, because like they'll ride a minute of track, and you just need to like reset. <laughs> so your real, you know, the most important one is the second lap uh-huh. of um, of finals day. How many would you generally get on finals morning? Two. Two, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, your most important one's that. Um, so, yeah, I was, did my did my run. Um, messed up. Oh, there was some, some parts of the track were actually starting to blow out to the point where you had to, like, stop, change, you know, look at it, uh-huh. change line. Um, so there's a lot of riders having a look and stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's all good because, like, at least you've got, at least you know the linking speed from Quali. Yep. Um, but then, yeah, so I did that and then I rolled down a bit further, tried to get it, get like a good, you know, good speed through this one section and just kind of messed it up. Um, and then there's nothing left to the track from there. It was, it's just kind of like bike park. So I was just like, okay, that's like, you know, I'd, I'd already kind of like mentally, I just messed up the right hand. I just kind of like sat down and, cr- like not sat down, but well, sat down and just went to like seat bounce, this kind of little natural double. Yeah. Um, 
just messing around and clipped a pedal on a route and that and then and just when you clip a pedal uh, most people listening might have clipped a pedal <laughs> when you know and your chest goes on the bar yeah and I just got shit whipped so hard um such an unfortunate like way I crashed just fully smoked into a like a bomb kind of a bomb hole so oh, right yeah so got, the impacts have just got the up face yeah yeah like when you go over, like when your skateboard hits a rock <laughs> and you, boom yeah. yeah so I was just like and I got really badly winded um and then yeah and that just uh just the impact was so big um that that's what so I thought I was like all good because mm-hmm. my initially I was winded in my ab, like I hit my back really hard. Um, that my my abs were kind of went into a quick spasm, <laughs> like like a cramp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, you know, that for a split second that was quite concerning. Yeah, that doesn't feel right, does it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's like, oh man, have I broken my back or something? Yeah. But that subsided, and um, I was like. So they had me in like a neck brace and stuff within like a minute or so. But then, and Minar and Needles were there and they were like, and I was like, oh, well, I've, I'm all, I'm actually all good. Like, get, I don't need this. Uh-huh. I know, I've, I know that there's nothing wrong. Yeah. But then, yeah. And then my shoulder started like, when I went to stand up, I was like, oh, my shoulder. Um, yeah. So. I couldn't couldn't well actually I was like still thinking I was like just started moving my shoulder and I was like oh I might actually be right for finals <laughs> <laughs> and then Needles is like oh no you're not like he's like yeah people are like that. I could, we could hear the ground shake from a hundred meters away yeah it's never a good sign yeah is it? um and I couldn't quite you know I, then it, the pain started coming on I was like I've actually done something here I thought I might have broken my like. Um, well, yeah. top of the humerus or something. Okay, yeah. Um, because I was like, well, my shoulder's quite sore. Went down to the pits, got all iced up, and went to hospital and had an X-ray. And they, I'd broken my scapula, and there's a bone like inside behind your pet called your like coracoid. I think. Okay. I think it might even be just part of the scapula. Uh-huh. Um, maybe it's just the, the frontal part. They call it a different name. Right. And then, um. I'd separated my shoulder, like, quite significantly. But I knew in the past I'd, like, separated my shoulder um, because physios had been like, oh, have you separated your shoulder? You've got, like, quite a Get bit of a lump. step. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, let's hope. Wishful thinking that the X-ray is just, you know, it's the same yeah. <laughs> shoulder separation. Yeah. But, you know, it was definitely wishful thinking because my – Show up my collarbone like looked like the Remarkables, you know. <laughs> <laughs> had like quite a few valleys, you know. It's like yeah, um, and then the guy in hospital was like, "Yeah, you definitely are going to need surgery on that, um, but you don't have to have it here." <laughs> like kind of saying, "Don't have it here." Okay, <laughs> he was wise to it. Well, he's just like, "Yeah, you could have it anywhere, you know." <laughs> Anywhere else? Yeah, please leave. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm catching what you're throwing. Yeah. Um. So we were like, sweet, we're going back to Morzine for two weeks before Worlds. Anyway, I'll come back with. I wasn't in like an amazing amount of pain. Uh-huh. Um. As long as I had a sling on, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. So we drove back to Morzine, and then the next day went and um 
had surgery and, and a mass yeah. and had it all fixed. And I just walked in in the morning and next day and they, you know, paid my money and got it fixed. And yeah. then the next day I just was discharged and I was like, oh, sweet, like perfect, yeah. too easy. Crack on, rehab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone had said, oh, yeah, go to this hospital. Like the hospital I went to had an arm unit, which means they like specialise in wrists, elbows, shoulders. Nice. Um, and you can just pay and they'll play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Job done. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we've got health insurance. I can get that back later. Uh-huh. So I just did all that. And I was like, oh, man, perfect. Yeah. On the mend. Obviously, I had accepted that this was going to be a season ender. Um, but was already, you know, thinking forward and yeah, in a good <laughs> frame of mind. Um, you know, there's lots of stuff that I can help out with in the team and, you know, there's always jobs that need doing. And mm-hmm. Like I said, we don't have people on course. I can be on course, blah, blah, blah. There's yeah. stuff to do. Um, didn't have the novelty of being able to return home because of our quarantine situation at home. Yeah, super hard to get back in, right? Yeah, so like my ticket, golden ticket, is like booked for after this race mm-hmm. here in Tweedlove, oh, in Scotland, Yeah, as if I hadn't picked up an injury. Right. So I just knew I had to wait it out because there's no way they can like um, – no way they can transfer or change dates. Yeah, there's no queue jump, is there, for that? No. So I was like, sweet, yeah. And then um, a few weeks went by, I went to Worlds, crazy race. Yeah, like I was <laughs> watching on the sidelines, like Valdesol this year was extraordinarily rough. Yeah. Um, I just, I was just like, oh, I can just, <laughs> you, you want to tell, like I, this is, yeah, as a, you're like, oh, you know, you could do this. And I just like, I just bite my tongue and just not even say anything. Cause like, <laughs> you know, that, you know, they know they could do that. <laughs> you know, they know that they could. But when you're on the bike and the bike is just behaving so, like, cause on TV, it looks like the guys are floating down the track, but it's just so rough and the chatter and the holes and stuff are so deep. To tell someone to like, try and get out of a hole. <laughs> it's like they don't want to be in the hole anyway. They like don't they know they can get out of it. Yeah. But so pretty um yeah, insane race to watch. We tighten and, that up if you want me. And big up to the goat. Um I think we're good. Yeah. He killed it. <laughs> yeah, that was an incredible, incredible mm. bit of work. I eh? was on dad cam all week and he was like he was one of the only guys making it work. Yeah. Um, and I think that track just really like played into his strengths of being a big dude. And he know like he runs the big bike, um, you know, all the little minor adjustments and finicky things that he does paid dividends when it came to finals. Yeah. And he knew, right? Yeah. He, he had the confidence to bring a gold Sharpie to the pits to write on his bike. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he he knew there was a. He's been he putting in it. like he's been putting in a lot of work, going you know to keep on to stay at the pointy end of things. Yeah. Um. More so than I can imagine he would have in the past, albeit physical and like preparation. You know, going he was in Valdezol before, um, Maribor. Mm-hmm. You know, just going to the races and getting his bike set up and all that. Um. Yeah, and that's what you like. I mean, that's what you got to do now with those those guys. There's a lot of testing going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
it was sick to watch. Yeah. Cause I just like, I'm, I'm just a fan as well. <laughs> so yeah. to be there and watch it all unfold is sick. Do you uh, get, do you get a bit of like FOMO from stuff like that? Like how does it feel being trackside at something that you would have been racing at? Like, um, yeah, you, or you've always got FOMO. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, well, definitely had FOMO at Val of Soul cause it's such a classic track. Um, and then there's yeah, I, I, I like like riding there. Um, didn't have so much as much FOMO as at Lenzerheit, even though like I've always done well there and I really like the track. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah, it's not as epic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It <laughs> yeah. Doesn't hold the same sort of prestige almost yeah. as Valdesol, does it? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was cool. Um. I was loving it. Yeah. And good to watch uh, the conclusion of the season and the, the deciding mm. races at the end. Where were you for that? Were you over in the UK? Yeah, so I was umming and ahhing about going to um, going to uh, Snowshoe. Yeah. But um, then when my, my – so following on from my surgery and then mass, things took a bit of a turn for the worse um, in Crans Montana and my body started rejecting the metal that they'd put in my shoulder. Um, and the surgery that had been done for one wasn't the surgery wasn't the right surgery. Okay. For the, from the get go, like when I came and saw the guys in the, in the UK for to consult with some English speaking yeah specialists, they basically said like they haven't been doing that surgery for you know twenty years. Wow. Um, they said that's not how we do it anymore. Yeah. And he's like, I can't. I just can't. He's he just said I don't know why he would have done it like that. Right. There's no reason. Um, and then, but not saying that it wouldn't heal. He just said it wouldn't, he wouldn't have done it like that. But yeah. it still is, you know, satisfactory. Uh-huh. So that was all good. And, you know, peace of mind. He's like, yeah, we'll just, you know, keep doing what you're doing and whip it all out yeah. when you get home in New Zealand. Uh-huh. Um, but then in Crans uh, Montana, my, one of the like, Big pins, basically big, you know, hundred mil nail. Yeah. Um, just over like the week, over a, well, actually over like a few weeks, it was just slowly starting to like push against the skin more and more, to the point where it was like, you know, I'd wake up, you know, a few times a night where I roll on it and it pings. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and uh, I was like. I'm all good with gory stuff and I'm not, doesn't phase me at all. I was just like, you know, this is going to come out of my back soon. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to roll up. I'm going to wake up in the morning and there'll be blood on the sheet and <laughs> the nail will have come out of my back. Yeah. And um, sure enough, <laughs> I'm sitting in bed and I'm like to Walker. I was like, Houston, we've got a problem. <laughs> and he's like, no way, it's come through. I was like, yep. And oh, then, you man. know, I just got like a trickle, a bit of dried blood on my back and a nail sticking about 30 mils out the back. Whoa. So we quickly got Len Funk, who's my, who's been like this shoulder guru to- mm-hmm. um, Good name. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. Funk. He's the man. He's been, you know, enormous help um, with, you know, the complications and- and Laura Robson, she's been a legend. She's yeah. teeing it up and making sure everything's just getting the right info from the right people. Nice. Um, 
but yeah, he's like basically go to a hospital and get them to pull it out. Or if you're game enough, pull it out yourself. I was like, yo, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. So Walker got sterilized some park tool pliers and pulled it out. Easy as to, you couldn't even feel it. It just came out. And I knew like, you know, that's probably not the best sign, but he said, Hey, it's not like, doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. This, mm-hmm. Sometimes these KYs just wiggle the way out. Okay. But I was like, oh, peace of mind. I want to go to um, get it checked out with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in the UK. Yeah. Not in France. Not in Italy. I want to go to the UK. Um, so I was like, I'll come. come he's like, I'll oh, come and see me next Saturday. Book you in. Yeah. And, um, if we need, I'll book you in for a surgery as well, and maybe we just anchor the other rock, uh, the other pin, so it can't do the same thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, straight away, the other pin, like I could tell, was moving and starting to do wiggle out as well. Yeah. And he's like, "Don't let it come out of the, whatever you do. Don't let it come out of the skin. Just keep pushing it back in." <laughs> like it sounds Man. so barbaric, but um, so I was like, just making sure this pin wasn't coming out too far, um. <laughs> And then I was like, I just need to get to Saturday and I'll, or Friday when I fly back to the UK and then yeah. I'm in good hands. Um, but then the following Wednesday and finale, my shoulder just started getting really, really sore to the, like, I couldn't, I wasn't, couldn't even really be partaking conversation and I was just sitting oh. there like, um, so much pain and I was getting cold and walking to look at it because it was like, there's no redness. There was no sign of infection. Right. No telltale signs apart from just like gnarly pain, and the pain was kind of going like down my like it was like it was down my bones oh. through my collarbone and through my humerus. Yeah, and I was like, and Jack, you know, Jack Moyer, you, if anyone who's listened to his one, he knows, and he's yeah. like, he's like, he's like, it's probably getting infected. I was like, yeah, I knew it probably was. Um, I just needed to get to the UK because I didn't. I just couldn't do the you know not had, not knowing what's going on because of the language barrier and yeah. stuff. And I didn't want to go to an Italian hospital. Um, so I changed my flight and quickly flew to Manchester. And by the time I got there, I was in so much pain. I just got in a cab and went straight to the NHS emergency. But then the wait room was like wait time was like eight hours. Jeez. And Funk, I told him I was like coming, and he's like, "Oh, I'll just come." I'll, Come into my surgery, my practice yeah. first thing in the morning. Like I'll be there from seven. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and we'll see what's going on. Uh-huh. Uh, as soon as I saw him, by that time it had just started to develop a little bit of redness and like a little bit of like, you know, there was a little bit of pus yeah, yeah. on the tiny little wound. Where the and um, his like, it's getting infected. We're like, needed. This is urgent. Like we need to treat this seriously. Yeah. Um, so he rang around and he uh, managed to like get me. Well, I just went. I went to Wigan Hospital and he organised a bed and stuff, so I could like kind of like bypass the waiting, nice. go straight in and for blood tests and whatnot. Um, and then they got me straight on like an IV drip. And the next morning, like operated and took all the metal out and uh-huh. washed out all the everything. Yeah, restitched it all up, and then I just stayed in there for like another three days. Um, getting it all sorted, and that's where I watched the uh, <laughs> last nice. race. Yeah, so it was quite sick because it gave me something to do. Yeah, um, 
Yeah. And I had my own room, which is meant because I'd been in a hospital, in a foreign hospital, that they have to treat you differently. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, it was super exciting. I couldn't believe how it unfolded. Yeah, you could never have written that, could you? No, it was like, yeah, the women, like Valley winning both rounds and then the overall and just like the little, just all the little stuff, you know, and you couldn't script it. No. Um, I really felt for Thibaut Deprella with the, yeah, just... Yeah, he had such a lead coming into that. Like, yeah, and I, I, I thought like at Maribor when he, I think he got second, maybe or third. I can't but remember. I was just like, that was a championship winning run because mm. he delivered at the crucial moment in the season to give him that lead. Yeah, that now all he has to do is roll down. Yeah, just has to be there and get down the hill yeah, and reasonably well. Yeah, not even re- like you know, not even reasonably well. You know, he's not going to – well, yeah, now you say it now, but I was like, he can't really lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It felt like that, didn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, because he was – I think he had like a 200-and-something point lead. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's five – there were 500 points on offer that week. Yeah. But, you know, it was just it – just, it seemed like it was his runaway horse. Yeah. Yeah, it couldn't have gone any worse, could it? Like, literally, no. couldn't have gone any worse. No, him, really, that was unreal. But to see his kind of the posts since then and his like oh, resolve yeah, is yeah. really cool. Yeah, right? I think. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, and his time. He's he's that guy. He's he's a race winner. Yeah, you know he knows how how to be consistent enough, and he was consistent. He yeah, was yeah. super consistent. Up to that point. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, you if you think back to the first race of the season, he was three seconds up at split two in Leo Gang. Yeah. On the whole field. Yeah. A minute and a half into the track. Yeah. <laughs> it was that right hander that caught him out, wasn't it? Off yeah. the steep kind of section. But, but yeah. Still rode to the podium, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you're like, hmm. Danger man. Yeah, so yeah, he was he was on fire. Yeah. He um, knows he's got more seasons in him, right? So yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. And that Leger comeback as well from that crash was just insane. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard mixed details about the crash, but didn't sound good. No. Nah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. As cool as the comeback was, I was it's like downhill needs to address certain things. Cause yes. from a safety point of view. Yeah. Like, Sick, but realistically, like if a football or rugby guy gets you know totem pole, yeah, like which is like a stone cold knockout, yeah, sleep snoring on field, yeah, like they're not allowed to play the next weekend, yeah, which makes sense, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was he out in that crash then? Oh, that's what I've heard, okay, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I've wasn't heard, sure, like I've how heard bad like, that was out cold, and that's like. If you bite through your tongue, you've taken a massive hit to your jaw, and your jaw is the how you get knocked out. Yeah. So it kind of checks out. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, good story, <laughs> but should it have happened? Yeah, fair, yeah. fair play. Yeah. But anyway, you can go back and forth all you want on that, but, like, that's my opinion. It's yeah. like you don't, you don't find any sports on TV. But even in downhill, if someone, let's say, someone got knocked out cold and on Red Bull TV. Yeah. Um. They're all good to race next weekend. No one's stopping them. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Do you know? Yeah, it's not quite there yet, is it? Nah. That whole protocol and that. But like, and it, you have to take that decision out of the writer's hands or out of the team's hands. It can't be because, oh, we, we talked to our doctors. Well, yeah, your doctors. Hey, mate, can you tell him he's all good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a bit, it's not like, yeah, because you watch uh, like, yeah, you watch like the Crash Reel. It's a uh, snowboarding movie about uh-huh. the dude who used to go like toe to toe with um, Sean White. Okay, and yeah, he's called um, Kevin Pierce. Yeah, he runs this foundation called Love Your Brain because okay. he had like a TBI, which is like a traumatic brain injury. Yeah, um, trying him and Sean White are like both trying to learn this trick, and he just smokes himself, and he like he goes from. You know, essentially being the best in the world. Yeah. To can't talk, can't walk, Jeez. everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he go he does this movie to raise awareness and stuff. Yeah. And he's made a like, not a full recovery, but like, yeah, he like, he went from you know it's like, you've hit your head so hard that you're wearing glasses for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah stuff yeah. like that. Jeez. So it's called the Crash Reel. Yeah. Yeah. I have to check that out. Sounds uh, interesting. Yeah. Crash Reel, like R E E L. Okay. It's. Yeah. Pretty eye-opening. Yeah. You watch that movie and then tell me that someone like Dupreau should have been racing Leger and I'll be like, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give it a watch. Yeah. But yeah, but just back to the story. Well, yeah. And pretty. just like Loic's season, when you look at what happened, it just shows the, like the true sort of champion in that guy. Like that season did not go his way, right? Lots yeah. of injury issues. Started it with a fractured heel, had that horrible issue with his leg and yet still managed to mm. sort of scrape enough to make it work and put that run down mm. on when it really counted. But I think uh, before talking about Loic, you need to go talk about Vergier. Yeah, okay. Because, so Deprel is out of the mix. Yeah. Now it's Vergier's season to lose. Yeah. And all he has to do... <laughs> is roll down the hill. Is do what he's been doing all year. Yeah, yeah. You know, he went 1-1... One, one, and yeah, a lot Maribor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all he's got to do is just get down, score some points. Yeah, and home free. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he, yeah, he knew it. But I think the whole st- everyone's like, oh, he he threw it away, which I guess kind of did. Like you know. It, it all I reckon it all started with the um, clip of the pedal out of the start gate. <laughs> yeah, know, that, messes with your head. And when you're in a champion, that that is, you know, the whole season doesn't matter up from that point because yeah. all you, it's whoever wins that run. Yeah. So like the season is one race at that point in time. Yeah, the pressure is on, right? Yeah, the pressure is on. But what people aren't like taking into account is that Lowick had been Loris before. Yeah, and it took him a long time to win the World Cup overall. Yeah. He won three, maybe four World Champs single races. Yeah, before he got... Before he yeah. won the overall. Yeah. And so Loic knew how to do it, whereas Loris, it was his first time in the ring in that situation, like if it was like yeah. a fight. Yeah. You know. So experience paid off. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was an uncharacteristic uncharacteristic run from Loris though like he's yeah. been so solid all season but so really. like now if he's in that position again he knows what not to do yeah yeah and Loic 
had been in, Loic had had the novelty of learning those lessons, you know, in 16, 17, 18, yeah. before winning it in 19, yeah. um, of what not to do, of like how to deliver to win a season. Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Even though when he won it, Danny won it for him. Well, yeah, there was a little <laughs> bit of luck involved in that one, wasn't yeah, it, I yeah. guess, but yeah. But um, so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then he just delivered. Yeah. Was, Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see, he did a video sort of commenting on that race run. It was online. It was pretty interesting hearing him I haven't watched it. it. No, yeah, I have to check it out. Yeah. 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 Just talking about his headspace at the top and how he was like actually really amped up and having to kind of almost calm himself down yeah, a bit. Yeah, I could see in his eyes, they had like a quick shot of him going into the start gate and he was stone cold. Yeah. Like, Ready to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Loic smash. Yeah. Really cool. Mm. Yeah. I love watching him ride too because he's like, uh, he's just so strong. Like he just makes it look perfect because he just doesn't get biffed around at all. Yeah. You know, he's just like, yeah. The amount of, yeah, it's just ride. That was like a perfect execution. Yeah. I would have been sick to see how it would have gone with re- like race Loic. Um, yeah, because I think Rex could eat, you know. He was definitely in the running to go 1-1 that weekend. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, which was insane. Like, his run and race run was sick. Race yeah. one was sick. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be one to watch for the coming seasons, no mm. doubt. And one to watch this weekend, see how he's getting on. He was leading the e- EWS, I think, when I was he? last checked. Only early doors, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, sick. So we'll see how he goes there. Yeah. He, he looked quick in practice. He's got a Bosch engine, I think, so. There you go. He's <laughs> yeah, in good, it seems he's like in the good bo- hands. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. And then any any ideas what happened to Pom Pom? That crash just seems so unusual. Yeah, I guess like, so it's like a slightly right gravel corner. Yeah. Oh, no, no. What would look like dirt, but then over the weekend, because the ride line gets cleared. Uh-huh. You know, the ride line might only be six inches wide, you know. Um, but the, it's just like, so if, if she's just popped her front wheel off that ride line and then because it's, it's cleared, it's got all, it's all gravel either side. Yeah. And just washed out. But like, man, I could imagine she just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Mm. Like Valley, you could tell Valley hadn't even put herself in the mix yeah. points wise. You know, because she's coming into the run, you know, coming in on a f- number four yep. number plate. And, yeah, <laughs> she yeah, didn't not even know. Done the she? Yeah, nah. she clearly didn't realise for yeah. quite a while until someone told her, like. Yeah. So she jumped from fourth to first in the space of a week. Yeah. Going from what she would have been, like, I can imagine because she, maybe she's just like crashing every run fastest, like, you know, well, one of the fastest skills on track, but yeah. crashing, crashing, crashing such a frustrating season, but in the mix, cause she's getting points in qualies and finals and then goes one, one championship, <laughs> like using motocross lingo, but like, yeah. yeah, insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I wonder what happened. Do you think pom poms was just a fatigue thing? Like it's been a long season. There's- I think so. Like, she, uh, like, there was no, there's nothing after that sprint technical. Okay. You know, I can imagine she was jumping that triple and stuff fine. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, that you've made it, that's your finish line. Yeah. Get to the sprint. But 
So maybe there was just a slight lapse in concentration combined with the race intensity of that sprint that she came in that little bit faster yeah. but was already at mentally at the finish line. Yeah, yeah, start yeah. start switching off a little bit yeah. to some extent, I guess. And it happens so much in downhill that you see guys losing time on the easiest part of the track. You know, like people losing a lot of time in Maribor on a berm, two bike park doubles, yeah, a berm, grass corner, yeah, and a flat corner on in tarmac. a car park. Yeah. You know, and you're losing more time than they are in split one, which is Technical, yeah, it was happening in Lenzerheide too. That bottom split, with yeah, like the jump into the like, and it's like they're right. losing the most spots, yeah, in the easiest part of the track, and it's generally at the last split. And I think that's the if there was, I don't, there's no like term for it, but <laughs> maybe it's like early finish line or something <laughs> yeah, syndrome, yeah. And I think like most riders would have had it, or you go, yeah. So like pom pom's probably gone, like she's gone sprinted too hard, but like mentally checked out. Yeah, and a lot of riders will have done a good run up until that point, and then they back off. But you can't afford to back off these days. You've got to push as if it's split one when it's split four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tricky. You got to be physically and menti- mentally like a hundred percent the whole way. Right? There's no opportunity for any yeah rest or yeah easing. Right? Yeah. Go start to finish. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for the fans, it was unreal. You know, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. It's been a wild season. Yeah, what was it like for you? Because I'm guessing you're normally either racing or you're at the race and hearing the local commentators. You don't sit and watch, like, Rebel TV with Rob and Elliot very much, maybe. I don't know. Oh, I always it? watch the replays. Okay, you go yeah. back through it and... Yeah. And is that more for enjoyment or is it? are you, like... Is it an analysis sort of thing for you? Um... You definitely like it's. I just like watching it. Um, I like watching it to see because the TV you see a lot of stuff that you might not see at the finish line, or I'll be chatting to someone and then I just watch the guys come through the last, you know, through into the finish corral. Yeah. Whereas, so I'm not really watching the race until the last ten dudes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like what going back and watching all of the runs, um, and then. Certain things will spark your thing. We're like, oh, you know, how did he, he's done that? Or yeah. like, oh, well, like, you know. Um, so then, then then you'll like analyze it a bit. Okay. Um, but more just for like enjoyment and yeah. something to do. Yeah. Nice. Good um, stuff. And then I found like, yeah. And then like a lot of the time, like Needles does that podcast with, um, with Crank Brothers. Yeah. And, I ride for Crank Brothers, so a lot of the time he just asked me to, you know, come and bench race yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, just like looking at, you know, trying to like analyse it, but more specifically in terms of like track speed and yeah, splits what's and gone who on. was up and who was yeah, down yeah. and who threw it away and who didn't. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's cool like that. Like little things like, Tohoto being the fastest up until the last two dudes. Yeah, through the key section. The key section at um, Snowshoe, like cool little things like that. Yeah. Um, and that was a long key section. It was 30 seconds long. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was like, and that's meant because it's like, like he's a Kiwi and he's such a legend and you're just like, oh, this is perfect because they're just constantly saying 
and you know yeah he got a lot at, of airtime at like. a good time of the year yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 for sure yeah. it'd be interesting to see if he manages to pick up something yeah i think he like he's he's if i was a team manager he'd be a high on my shopping list yeah like just personally knowing him he's huge natural talent like he's like kind of like a uncut diamond i guess okay um yeah and he's got a good head on his shoulders to handle he doesn't get put off by pressure yeah i think he's just stoked to be doing it it's cool he's you know doesn't have he just races yeah, yeah. It's not like getting caught up in any of the yeah, yeah. stress. And that wasn't his only good result of the season either. No, he had a six, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Been solid Couple, the whole year. Yeah, maybe three top twenties, and especially coming from because like we was you know like you know first two races didn't qualify. Yeah, but he is really fast, and you just like I'm like dude, like picture it like you're in a cloud, and that's qualification, and just. Just ride and do you, you know, take, you know, get your process in place of like, you know, walk the track, make sure you can memorize the whole track before you do your first practice run, uh-huh. you know, like do you make every run count and then do a good quality, you know, just do a fart. You know how to do it. It's no different from juniors. You've won junior world cups. Yeah. Um, just, and you'll pop out of the cloud and nothing's changed. You just, that you know you did it, did it. Yeah. Um. You just need to get that one off that monkey off your back. Yeah, yeah. Um. But don't go and change. Just keep chipping yeah. away at it. Like you know, get your process of how you do it. Like, yeah. How did you go fast a year ago when you were junior? Like, what did you do? Yeah. And you didn't have the pressure, but like, let's just pressure aside. Like, go back to that. Yeah. And you'll be sweet, and then. You'll pop out of the cloud. Happy days. <laughs> yeah, and then boom, and then he was on. Yeah, and yeah. The confidence rolls. Confidence yeah. breeds confidence, doesn't it? So, because mm. I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, you know, you've got all the skills and you've got everything. Like, um, no, no egos aside. Like, honestly, you're probably faster than me. So just do it. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Yeah, like as a you know, I th- watching you ride, it's effortless. You know yeah. where that's. That's a unit, you know. That's the kind of Greg Minar stuff, where it's just effortless, even when it's hard. Yeah, you know, we watch Toyota like go down Val and it's like just cruising. You want to, yeah. you want to look slow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fast. Rat Boy, Sam, all of these guys have got that style where you're like, it doesn't really look like they're trying, and yeah, then you see the that, clock, and you're like, yeah, oh. that, and yeah, same with Flo, not getting chucked around. Yeah, you want to look. Cruising, <laughs> yeah, Fair play one to watch for the future. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, um, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll definitely be on. He'll definitely be on the circuit for sure. Yeah, yeah. nice, good stuff. And what about you? What's the prognosis? So the shoulder's been sorted now, and you're like back into rehab or what? Like, um, where are you at? Yeah, just um. So like they've taken all the metal work out of my shoulder, um, and then. The, I don't really have a prognosis just yet until okay. I get back to New Zealand when um, we'll get, do some more scans and stuff and then just make a plan moving forward. Uh-huh. Um, but at this stage, yeah, just getting it moving again. Um, it's going to be a bit of a time off the bike for me. Well, like off 
grab, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like, can scoot about on an e-bike, but not yeah. throw yourself down trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, just throw myself into whatever the um, the experts say rehab-wise. Yeah. Maybe there might be like a little tidy-up surgery or something. Uh-huh. Um, luckily, I've got time on my side with the way the season's pan- season pans out for 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just I like, you know, it sucks being injured but I'm mentally this is sits much nicer with me because I didn't crash riding over my limit yeah okay I crashed from just this just like just riding along just got unlucky like yeah I didn't I wasn't lighting up a section trying to like do something that I wasn't capable of yeah yeah Um, I didn't crash like racing I just got Stitched up by myself for just you know just like I was just cruising along yeah and I just went to like pop a little seat bounce and I yeah my pedal just hit the ground um and that so like you know if I'd crashed from you know riding over my limit yeah 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 then you'd almost be we're going full circle then I'd be back in that. Yeah, frame of mind cycle but I'm not yeah which is like you know because like my yeah, my dad's like oh Edward like you sure you like that you, you know you're into this I don't know like yeah because you've had a fair chunk of injuries like the last a, few years yeah eh? it's just like definitely um, yeah it's the whole swings and roundabouts thing you know like I've I've I went for so long of never having injuries and now I'm like third year, third injury. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoy it. I accept that it's part of it. Um, obviously, I'd enjoy it to not have to deal yeah, with it. for sure. But, um, you know, I know that that's how it goes sometimes and, you know, things can be shit but they can always be worse and they will get better. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that I still like, like, it, it's not as soon as like that that kind of this kind of stuff happens, my frame of mind is thinking to next year. You know, it's not, you know, I'm, yeah, and that, I think that's a telltale sign that it's like whatever I'm planning or meant to do, it's like it's meant to be. Yeah, you know, I'm like, that's my, that's the first thing I think about. Yeah, how am um, I going to get back to racing? Yeah, yeah. And if it wasn't like that, then maybe it's time to like rethink. Yeah, what I'm doing. But at this stage, um, yeah, and even more so, like I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't talked. I don't know what our plans are next year with like downhill and enduro, but um, definitely keen to hit keep racing World Cups. Yeah. Um, you know, not probably not for. I'm not going to be a Greg Minar, but I've really. You know, I still want to do it. Definitely want to be racing World Cups next year. Nice. Um, I just feel you know, like you know, I was Cade said it pretty well. Someone was asking him, you know, like because he can do anything. You know, he's every kid wants to be Cade. Yeah. These days, you know, he's like the new rat boy almost. You know, like he yeah. just everyone. Cade Edwards is just the man. Yeah. 
but he he's like you know like he could do slope so he could do whatever he could just go do video parts he could like have no pressure but uh he said it pretty well he's like downhill racing is the pinnacle of the sport and uh if you've got the opportunity to do it you're an idiot to not do it while you can and um yeah so i'm like you know i might race it might only be like three four world cups but i'll definitely you know my my frame of mind is to get back going good yeah on a dh bike and that translates into speed for enduro so so um yeah, <laughs> um, so the the outlook is looking rosy. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm yeah. glad to hear it, man. <laughs> it would be a shame to not see you at World Cups for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like. and uh, but I'm just stoked. Like, I think mountain bike is in a healthy place apart from the supply chain issues. Yeah, unless you need anything for your bike, yeah. it's all right. Yeah, it? as long as you yeah. If you're not after a cassette or an XCR group set or something, um, <laughs> then mountain biking is in a healthy place and yeah. Um, yeah, it's just cool to be involved in it um, in whatever shape or form, injured or not. It's, yeah. uh, it's fun to be around. Nice. It's a nice place to wrap it up, man. So, yeah, yeah thanks for coming around and uh, sharing your thoughts and catching up on what you've been up to. It's been super interesting. Never nice to see a man down, but it sounds like you're on the way back up. And yeah, yeah all exactly. The, all the best for a good off season of recovery and rehab and training. And we look forward to seeing you back <laughs> probably on talk, pace. Probably talk to you this time next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully uninjured next yeah, time. Yeah, the annual wrap up. <laughs> Quality. Sweet. Nice one. Cheers, yeah. man. Easy. All right, that's it for this episode with Eddie. I really hope you've enjoyed listening. A massive thanks to Canyon for supporting this episode. I've been really enjoying riding their Spectral 29er. It's an incredible all-round bike that will put a huge smile on your face. If you're interested to find out more, then you can head over to canyon.com now. Don't forget that the first issue of Downtime EP is now available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP. We're super happy with how issue one has come together and the response from all our early bird subscribers has been incredible. So if you want to own this piece of mountain bike history, then head over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP now. You've got until the 17th of October if you want issue one as part of your subscription. All the links you need are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. If you want to represent the show, then you can get your hands on our range of merch by heading over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop with all proceeds going to help improve the podcast. If you're still listening and you have a bit of time, then there's a few ways that you can help out. First off, tell your mates about the podcast, because the more people who listen, the easier it is for me to keep this thing going. Secondly, share the episodes on your social media. It's an awesome way to spread the word and get a bit of buzz going around the episodes. And then if you've still got some time, a review on Apple Podcasts goes a long way too. All right, we're going to have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until then, get out and ride. <laughs>